This is episode 550 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Soil Testing, Five Easy Tests for Your Yard and Garden. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, from time to time I get asked by listeners of the podcast or readers of Prepper Website how they can help support what I'm doing in the preparedness community. Now, I don't have a Patreon or a Donate button, but if you purchase from Amazon, you can support me by going through my link. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and I get a small percentage. Now, because I can't put a direct link to Amazon in my show notes, as far as they go to like iTunes and all the other podcast catchers, I will have a link to the Prepper website that will take you to a page where you can go to Amazon through my link. Again, thank you so much for supporting Prepper website. All right, guys. So if you missed the last or the Friday podcast last week, I greatly apologize I got a couple of emails like, Todd, are you all right? Is everything okay? And so uh, Thursday, you know, I record the Friday podcast or I record the evening podcast or the podcast of that day, the night before. So uh, this is Sunday night. I'm recording the Monday podcast and I do that so that you can have it if you choose to listen to it on your morning commute into work or wherever you're going. And so Thursday night, I had a big event that uh, my department had sponsors every year and it was a big one and so we had to be there and I knew that I was going to get out at eight o'clock right well at least that's what time things were supposed to wind down I should have been home around 8 30 8 45 and then I would be able to go ahead and record the podcast and so that's what I was planning on now on Thursday nights I also do a live Facebook devotional or a devotional on Facebook for my church and I do that at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Well, I knew that I was going to be at this uh, specific event. So I recorded it the day before and I just scheduled it on Facebook. So it looked like it was kind of funny. It looked like it was live and uh, I was talking to other people like we we knew that you were at this event, but at the same time, it looked like you were live. And so uh, it's kind of cool that I was able to do that. But again, I recorded it the night before. I kind of should have done that with the podcast as well, but I try not to do that just in case things come up. I try to, you know, be pretty consistent as far as doing it the night before. But anyway, I get, you know, we finish off the event, all that kind of stuff. I think we got out of there around 8.30, 8.45 after we finished everything we needed to do. But my son had some car problems and so I had to go help him out. By the time I got back home, it was like 10.15, 10.30, and I was ready to start, but man, my throat was on fire. And so I've been, you know, the allergies have been really kicking up high, uh, and it kind of kicking my butt there, and my my throat was so sore, and I'd been taking things for it and, you know, to help out and all that kind of stuff, but by the time, you know, after the event and all that kind of stuff, my throat was hurting so bad that I'm like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just, (laughs) I just can't do it. And so I decided not to do it. I was worn down and all that kind of stuff. So uh, if you were, you know, anticipating and looking for that episode, I apologize. 
maybe I need to have one in the wings where I can kind of just move in there if there's ever a time like that. I don't know. So we'll uh, we'll see about that. But anyway, let me go ahead and jump into this one. This one is a very interesting, very good article, especially for those of you that are gardening and those of you that are into gardening. Um, getting you know getting into the swing of things right now. A lot of you are doing it now. Uh, here in you know down here in Houston, you know in the Houston area. I've already started. I've got green. I got pole beans going, and you know I, I didn't go crazy this year. I just did a few things. Uh, just because for time and, and, and things like that. Now, those of you up north, I mean, you guys are still dealing with snow and stuff. That is totally crazy, which, you know, one of the things I talked about at church this last Sunday was food prices are going to be going up because things haven't been put into the ground as, you know, as like they normally do, right? And so it's going to be really delayed. And then what does that do? You know, is there enough time for everything going on? Meat prices are going to be going up because there's a lot of cattle that were killed. Uh, pork is going to be going up. There is a swine flu epidemic in uh, in China, and it's crossed over to South Africa. So if you don't, if you haven't read that, or if you're not a member of my email list, that was something that I sent out in the email list as one of the articles to read. That that's one reason pork commodities and and whatever are going up. So you're going to be paying more uh, because China is a big consumer of pork, and a lot of their pork is being just just wiped out. I mean, the farms or you know their ranches, pork ranches, I don't know whatever you call them, are um, are being wiped out. You know that article mentioned that there's a big, and this is how scary it is, right? So there's this big convention that happens here in the United States where all these pig farmers from all over the place they they come. And, you know, they talk about, you know, whatever, you know, all the things that are going on, but they canceled that because they didn't want, you know, pigs coming from whatever, coming from other countries. And they didn't, they didn't want to see any of that kind of cross-contamination. So they were like, let's, we don't want to bring that into the United States or we don't want that chance of that happening. So, uh, you know, eventually they think it will cross over and that will be even worse, but Anyway, so you have all these things going on, right? And things that are happening. I wasn't even intending to talk about that, but that's just kind of come up. And so growing your own food is one of those things that helps ensure now very few of us will be able to grow our own food, enough food to be able to not be dependent on the grocery store or other people, right? Other, other, other means to uh, add to our food storage. But it is a great way to, first of all, to start and to learn what you need to do to be able to grow. And then it's you, you can always add to it. And I got to tell you, it's a bug, man, because it, when, it, when it catches on to you, it's like, man, forget it. You know, you want to, it's like, where can I add another garden bed? Can I put one here? Can I put one there? You know, I want to tear this up and I want to put a garden bed here. And so it's, you know, it's kind of addicting. You know, some people will find it very addicting and very peaceful to be able to go out there and see what's growing and it's it's really like a miracle of life right you put this little seed into the ground and all of a sudden you get this you get these fruits you get these vegetables you get these things that you can eat it's uh, it's truly amazing on how all of that happens and a big part of gardening is soil testing and if your soil is good and your soil is in good shape then your gardening is going to be that much easier for you 
Now in this article, there's five easy ways that you can test your soil. These are things that you need to know. And so you might even find yourself wanting to print this one out so that you can keep this for your records. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. It's coming to us from commonsensehome.com. Again, this is uh, my friend Lori over here. He's written a great article. Again, the title is Soil Testing, Five Easy Tests for Your Yard and Garden. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. Soil testing is helpful for new or existing yards or gardens. In this article, we'll explain five simple soil test options for home gardeners. Now, how is soil testing done? To test the soil from your yard or garden, start with a soil sample from your test area. If you use a professional testing service, follow their guidelines for gathering the soil into sample boxes. Fill out the required form and send it all in. Some common soil analysis tests include soil nutrients and pH, organic matter, and soluble salts, in indicating excessive fertilizer use. For home soil testing, proceed as indicated below. The first two tests focus on soil structure. The last three focus on nutrients and soil pH. So number one is testing for soil structure with the squeeze test. Now it doesn't get much simpler than this. When soil is moist, not soggy, grab a handful and give it a squeeze. If testing in the yard, dig below the sod. Then open your hand, poke the dirt ball, and look at the soil texture. Number one, if it's a sticky lump that won't easily break apart, you have a lot of clay. Number two, if the soil crumbles easily and won't hold the shape of the fist, it has excess sand or gravel. And number three, if the contents of your hand look like crumbly chocolate cake and falls apart with gentle prodding, you have loam, a balanced mix of sand and clay with organic matter. All right, so there you go. If you look like you open up your hand and you poke it and you have crumbly chocolate cake looking soil, don't eat it, but you know that you have loam, all right? So uh, that's uh, the easy soil test there. So too much clay means poor drainage and excess sand means soil that drains quickly. Number three is our sweet spot for most gardening locations. Loam holds enough moisture, but not too much. And the organic matter, humus, feeds the plants and acts as, great, as a great habitat for healthy soil critters. So number two is testing soil structure with a jar test. Now, if you'd like more information about how much of what type of soil you have, the jar test is another easy option. All you need is soil, clear water, and a clear jar. You can use a quart or a pint canning jar, but I prefer other empty food jars. It would be a shame to scratch the inside of a canning jar with a random piece of gravel. So gather enough soil to fill your jar half full. Fill the jar to about an inch from the top with water. Seal and shake well. Allow the jar to sit and settle until the water is mostly clear and layers are visible in soil. I let mine sit overnight and look at it over the next day. The bottom layer is sand, which has the largest particle size. Rocks will also settle to the bottom. Above that is silt with mid-sized grains and above that clay with the smallest grain size. Organic matter may form a layer on top of the clay and or on top of the water. Ideally, we want around 20% clay, 40% silt, and 40% sand with a nice dark color, a mixed sand and clay loam. Darker colors typically indicate more organic matter. 
That said, almost any soil can still be productive. It may just take a little more time and effort. Number three is using a soil test meter. Now, soil test meters show up in garden centers every spring. I never paid much attention to them, but this year we tried one out. I was not impressed. In theory, you clean the prongs off, stick the meter in the dirt, take a reading, and you're done. The meter we tested has options for pH, moisture, soil fertility, and light levels. So that's, I'm sorry, not pH, moisture, but pH, moisture, soil fertility, and light levels. The pH from the meter was close to the results from the soil test kit. As for moisture and light, I can poke my finger in the dirt or look up at the sky to check those. When we attempted to check the nutrient levels by sticking the probe in water soil, the results changed when we wiggled the probe. The results only show low, adequate, or too much, but not what nutrient is lacking or excessive. I'd suggest leaving the meters at the store unless you want a simple soil thermometer. Now, number four are home soil test kits. Rapid Test also makes home soil test kits. These test pH, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, or NP and K, with powdered reagents. You prep a sample, add the powder, shake, and wait for color. Now, for the pH test, you add soil, then water, then reagent. For the other test, you mix a soil slurry with excess water and then test the water with the reagents. These tests are simple and easy to use, but may not be the most accurate. I take them as a ballpark estimate and fun experiment for the kids. We do a demonstration of these tests in the video below. If the video doesn't display, make sure all ad blockers are off. So anyway, there is a video here you can check out over on their website. So number five is look at what's growing in your garden. Now, looking at what is growing and how it's growing in your garden is one of the best indicators of soil health. If plants have abundant green growth, but little or no fruit set, you may have too much nitrogen. Hairy root vegetables are another sign of excessive nitrogen. See tomato flowers, but no fruit or no tomato flowers. Nine troubleshooting tips for more on proper fertilization for fruiting. So there's a link there, guys, that you can click on. And actually, there's here, I'm going to get to a, a bunch of other links that really, if you're interested in growing or you're gardening, you really want to come check these out. So if plants have reddish purple leaves when they shouldn't, it could be a sign of low phosphorus. Note that cold soil can tie up phosphorus in the spring. Plants may also be stunted. Potassium deficiency may show up as crinkled rolled leaves or yellowing on older leaves. Yields are often reduced. So for more details using a common symptom of low nutrient levels and ways to nourish your soil, see organic fertilizer, feed your plants, soil, and microbes. So what about weeds? Different weeds show up in different soils. For instance, abundant dandelions indicate soil low in available calcium. Common plantain and pineapple weed show up to heal compacted soils. And nettles love soil with excess nitrogen. So know your weeds and you will know your soil. Bring a soil into balance and many weed problems simply disappear. You can learn more about weeds and their use in the weekly weeder series. A good book for linking weeds to their underlying soil condition is Weeds Control Without Poisons. All right, so there are a bunch of links here, especially that link to the weekly weeder series. And then this book is very interesting. 
um, something that you might want to get weeds control without poison. You know, if there ever came a time where you couldn't go to Home Depot and get your fertilizers, if you couldn't go to Lowe's or whatever, you know, what would you do? You need a way to be able to identify. And then not only that, how do you feed your soil correctly? What is it, you know, when you see, when you realize what it's missing, how do you feed it, uh, you know, correctly so that it can get what it needs so that you can grow all the crops that you need? So lastly, let's talk a little bit about professional soil testing. If you feel the need for serious soil testing, your local cooperative extension office may offer testing. There are many different labs with mail-in soil testing services, such as the University of Minnesota Lawn and Garden Soil Testing, A&L Great Lakes Laboratories Incorporated, Agri-Energy Resources. Now, large-scale organic growers may find the Alternative Soil Testing Laboratories database helpful. Some labs offer suggestions for fertilizers based on soil testing results. I hope you found this article helpful. If you have any soil testing questions or tips that you'd like to share, please leave a comment below. We have over 100 gardening articles on the site to help you with everything from planting to harvest, all sorted by category on the Common Sense Gardening page. All right, so there are, like I said, a bunch of links here. And if you are looking to garden and maybe you're starting out or maybe you are an expert and maybe you're looking for some extra tips and tricks, you know, somebody in the comment section said, I've been gardening for 50 years and it's always good to find more information, right? So you might be one of those experts that has been gardening for a long time and you're like, hey, this is, there's always good information here. Maybe another link, maybe something that you never knew. And so definitely would say, come check this out over at commonsensehome.com. And again, the soil testing, you know, these little ways of doing it are great ways to know what your soil needs, you know, and uh, you can go from there. Um, you know, what would you do? What would you do if you couldn't go again to Home Depot and Lowe's and all that kind of stuff? There are some fertilizers that you can, you know, big bags that you can buy. I remember one time I was looking for some and uh, I went to a feed store and I was I was going to make my own, right? So I had read this book and I was going to put together my own according to this book. And when I was talking with the person, they said, well, you know, we have a fertilizer that has all of that really already kind of mixed in together. And so they talked to me about it and I went and I did some research on it. I'm like, all right, let's, that's good. So I was able to buy this big old bag, this big old bag that's more than enough for many, many years of what I need in my garden. And of course, I just have some garden beds, you know, raised beds or whatever. Now, if you have a, you know, you're gardening on a bigger scale, then definitely you're going to need more of that. But would it be wise to invest in something like that if you are foreseeing something in, you know, in the future, some kind of disruption where you might not be able to get everything you need? So I don't know. That's just a thought that I had and wanted to throw that out there. Now, Lori and her family on their homestead have a great garden and I love seeing pictures when she posts them on, you know, on social media and stuff like that. And there you can find them also, I'm sure, on her website. So you'll have to come check it out and uh, a lot of great information. So again, like always, I'm going to link to this in the show notes over at commonsensehome.com. You can come over here and read Soil Testing, Five Easy Tests for Your Yard and Garden. Maybe you might even want to print that out and keep it for your records. Uh, but definitely, there's a lot of links that you'll want to check out. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 550. Hey, and my voice or my throat wasn't on fire. That is 
a good thing. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. You can head on over to the Prepper website, podcast.com, and you can link to you know Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, you know, all the tune in, and we're on Spotify now as well. I need a link to the page on Spotify. I haven't done that yet. And uh, that way you can connect with me on, on your podcast catcher and you'll never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget to take a moment to connect with me as well. I have a ton of ways that we can connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.